0: so hello everyone and welcome to the life matters podcast Uh, today's episode is episode number five and we will be discussing emotional intelligence but before getting into that i would like to remind you to follow us on twitter and check out our blog and also do not forget to check out the beginning of our dream series that launched last sunday and it's doing pretty great so far uh, I'm seeing a lot of interaction, and a lot of people are enjoying learning more about their journeys into dream their journey into dreams. Um, before getting right into today's episode, I would also like to give you a little bit of insight into our analytics over the last few days. So uh, the amount of single plays received has doubled. Ever since the end of season one, we were at 130 plays. Now we are almost at 270 plays. And I would like to thank you guys for all of that. And every single person who has pressed the play button on any platform. And we have officially now 20 audience members visiting our profiles uh, across the platforms or playing our episodes every day. So uh, the average of people playing is approximately 20, a bit more or less now. And I would like to thank you for that. Also, we have reached two new countries, uh, which are Canada and Philippines. And I would like to thank everyone streaming from that. We have some really good numbers. We have 12% of our listeners from Canada and 5% from Philippines. Um, They might be a little bit small compared to 100 but we have coverage over uh, a huge number of countries Uh, so yeah every country takes a bit and I would like to thank you all for that and now without further ado let's get right into today's episode. All right so uh, first thing we would do uh, as usual is define our topic so what is emotional intelligence? Emotional intelligence is Uh, basically refers to the ability to perceive, control, and evaluate emotions. So some researchers, uh, uh, they have like different points of views regarding emotional intelligence. So some researchers suggest that emotional intelligence can be learned, while others claim it's an inborn characteristic that you cannot acquire throughout your life. However, the ability to express and control emotions is really essential, and we cannot deny that. But so is the ability to understand and respond to the emotions of others as well. Uh, So, we here I would like to imagine with you a word in which we could not understand when a friend was feeling sad or when a coworker was feeling angry, or when a family member was feeling frustrated, or disappointed, or... I would like to you to simply basically take a look at a word, a quick look, a glance, if you want, at a word where emotions are not detected and almost non-existent, so no one knows about their existence. How bad and how chaotic this word would be. So, psychologists refer to this ability... As emotional intelligence. So this ability that's lacking from the word you just imagined is basically uh, emotional intelligence in the terms of psychologists. So it's basically the ability to understand your own and others' feelings. Now, that's everything for defining um, emotional intelligence. Next up, we will bring how emotional intelligence is measured Um some components of emotional intelligence as well as how to use it and how to improve it so yeah keep listening great so now that we have defined emotional intelligence let's take a look on how we can measure emotional intelligence um so a number of different assessments have emerged to measure levels of emotional intelligence and such tests generally fall into uh, one of the two types. So there are self-report tests and there are ability tests. We will cover both. So uh, let's start with self-report tests. Self-report tests are basically the most common because uh, they are like the easiest uh, tests we can run to administer and score our emotional intelligence. And so, on such tests, uh, respondents uh, basically answer questions or statements by rating their own behaviors. So, they basically reflect uh, upon their own behaviors in life and rate how much they can relate to the question they are being asked. So, let's say, for example, on a statement, we have um, the question or the statement, basically, I often feel that I understand how others are feeling. A test taker would uh, describe the statement or will have the option to describe the statement as disagree, somewhat disagree, agree, or strongly agree. So there is basically this scale and um, the person taking the test will get to choose, uh, upon reflecting on their own behavior, uh, how much they relate or agree with the statement or the question. Uh, now the second type of texts is tests, or are the ability tests. So on the other hand, basically, the ability tests involve uh, having people respond to situations um, and then assessing their skills. So it's basically more of a practical test, more than a theoretical uh, text, test, tests like the self-report one. So uh, the ability tests often require people to demonstrate their abilities, which are then rated by a third party. So uh, they put people facing some problems or um, uh, spaces where they can show their skills and their coping mechanisms and how they would respond to each and every situation they are put under. And after they collect their answers, these answers will be analyzed and their emotional intelligence would be then rated by a third party. So uh, here I would like before ending the segment about how to uh, take or how to measure your emotional intelligence, I would like to actually give you two tests that I've personally tried and Uh, I've personally tried many tests on the internet from uh, intelligence tests to emotional intelligence tests to social intelligence tests, even personality tests. So I'm uh, I'm really that type of person that is kind of involved into internet tests and especially ever since quarantine has started. So I found uh, these two tests and they are basically the best for measuring your emotional intelligence. Um, so the first one is Mayor Salovey Caruso Emotional Intelligence Test. Mayor Salovey and Caruso are um, three professionals in emotional intelligence and we will see that later in the end of the episode on how they have contributed to the emotional health world. So this test, also known as the EIT, is uh, basically an ability-based test, so it's the second type of test that measures the four branches of Mayer and Salovey's EI model. So uh, if you would like to do research into Mayer and Salovey's EI model, I would definitely encourage you to do that. Mayer is John Mayer and uh, Peter Salovey, I believe. So they made something called the EI model, and I would definitely encourage you to research into that, for I cannot really talk so much about it in here, and it takes... Uh, a bit of time and explanation so you can do your own research on that um, so um, here the test takers as we said will perform tasks that are designed to assess their ability to perceive identify understand and manage emotions um, and now we have a second test that i've also tried and i read it of one of the best tests or emotional intelligence test on the internet, which is the Emotional and Social Competence Inventory, also known as ESCI. Um, So this test is basically based on an older instrument known as the Self-Assessment Questionnaire. And uh, it involves having people who know the individual offer, um, so people who know you, As I would say in simple words, um, ratings of that person's abilities in several different emotional competencies. So it's more of a witness test. So it's more like um, making people try this test out for you and give their witness on your social and emotional skills. So this test is basically designed to evaluate the social and emotional abilities that help distinguish people as strong leaders or not. Uh, Now, both of these tests will be linked into the description if you want a quick link so you can take them uh, right after listening to that episode. Um, uh, Before uh, moving moving on from this topic, I would like to also say that there are plenty of more informal online resources, but these are uh, like the most two that I found to be accurate, basically, and really formal and professional in like the domain of their, uh, the means of their domain. Uh, There are plenty of pages and websites where you can take tests and assert your emotional intelligence but here are my suggestions and I will link them down below. Uh, Now we'll be moving on to components. So what are the components of emotional intelligence? So researchers suggest that there are Basically, four different levels arranged by complexity, so we find them on the list according to how complex the task of acquiring them would be. Uh, So there are four levels of emotional intelligence, and they are stated as the following. So uh, they include emotional perception, the ability to reason using emotions, the ability to understand emotions, and finally or the most complex task, is the ability to manage emotions. So we will go over them in details. The first one, which is the first step, or the very basic step, and as its name says, is basically perceiving emotions. And it's really the most basic and uh, most non-demanding step um, in understanding emotions or the emotional intelligence word. And it basically consists of perceiving uh, emotions accurately. And in many cases, uh, this might involve understanding nonverbal signals such as body language and facial expressions. So our first step to recognize emotions or understand them is basically to perceive them, or to acknowledge their existence, and that is made through the body language of the person we are, under, who, whose emotions are being understood, and the body language um, and the facial expressions, as I said. So uh, depending on how they are moving or how their facial gestures are, we can basically perceive these emotions, and most of the time they are accurate. So that's why it's a very basic step. Now, moving on to the second step, or the next step, which is reasoning with emotions. So, this step involves using the emotions that we have perceived to promote thinking and cognitive activity. So, emotions would then help us prioritize what we pay attention and react to, and how we respond emotionally to things that basically garner our attention. So, Here we we basically um, reason or think of uh, the data we have perceived in the first step, which is perceiving emotions. And the step two of emotional intelligence is basically a bit more complex than the step one. Now, getting to step three is also getting more complex as we um, go up the scale which is understanding emotions. So the third step is basically understanding emotions itself. So the emotions that we perceive uh, or that we have perceived in step one can carry a wide variety of meanings. So if someone is uh, expressing angry emotions, uh, the observer must interpret the cause of the person's anger and Basically, what it could mean. So, if I see someone angry, uh, my third step after knowing that they are angry and reasoning with that emotion is to basically understand the background behind their anger and why they are feeling angry. So, uh, let's say um, if someone in front of you is acting angry... It might mean that they are might maybe dissatisfied with you or if it's at a workplace, maybe they are dissatisfied with your performance. Or it could be because they got um some kind of uh, matter going on or background matter going on in their life. Um, That can basically be a recent or it can be a recurring image or moment or... Maybe something that irritates them uh, and they are basically living that moment again, the moment while uh, or the minute while you see them or perceive them as angry. So that's how we basically understand emotions. We understand or ponder upon their sources and why or what caused this emotion. And finally, which is the hardest task, which is the most complex component of the emotional intelligence scale, which is managing emotions. So here we can see a lot of people, and I would not act as if I am uh, not of them. I am basically also some someone uh, who tends to struggle with managing emotions. So we tend to see a lot of people who struggle or who find this task difficult, and I am one of them. So feel rested, it is normal, it is basically the most complex task on the emotional intelligence scale. Um, But we definitely have ways to remediate with it, so it's not normal to keep it like that, of course. But it's normal to find some struggles, and it's also crucial and also normal, as I would say, to... Uh, find solutions and tips and research on how we can improve uh, managing our emotions So what is basically managing our emotions? Uh, the ability to manage our emotions is a very crucial part of emotional intelligence and um, it being the highest level doesn't make it something that, okay, um, it is really complex, I cannot achieve it, if it's okay if I do not achieve it. Um, no, the, this mentality is basically uh, a bit off. So even if it's a hard task, it is still very crucial to the emotional intelligence scale. So this involves regulating our emotions and responding appropriately, as well as responding to the emotions of others. So that's how we basically manage our emotions. We regulate our own emotions and know how to respond to others' emotions. Um, Since all of these emotions are important aspects of emotional management, so understanding ourselves, and understanding others are equally important and crucial uh, to basically achieve emotional management, which is the last uh, step into um, like the scale of understanding emotion, emotions or the emotional intelligence word. Uh, and now we will be moving on to Um, the effects of emotional intelligence and how it can help us. Great. So now we have uh, different ways emotional intelligence can affect our lives. So the first uh, thing we tend to feel in our life once we achieve emotional intelligence is basically uh, we notice that we start thinking before reacting. So, emotionally intelligent people in general know that emotions can be really powerful but also acknowledge that they are temporary, so they are not permanent. So if I'm feeling sad at this moment, that doesn't mean that I will continue feeling sad from now on until basically the rest of my time. No, uh, they basically acknowledge that they are powerful and they are meaningful but also that they are really temporary. So when a highly charged emotional event happens with these people um maybe becoming angry with a coworker or a family member or um anyone surrounding us emotionally intelligent people res- uh, intelligent people's response would basically be to take some time before responding so they would think before reacting to that situation and in this time they take to think um they acknowledge that it is something that i have to react to it is something that i cannot escape it is something that is happening but i need some time to think so i do not overreact or underreact maybe or not give it uh enough attention it deserves or even give it more attention than it deserves so, um, they take this time to think upon reacting according to the situation that are being put under. Uh, all knowing that emotions are a really temporary um, state. So, and this thinking basically allows everyone to calm their emotions and think more rationally about all the factors surrounding the argument or the situation they are being put under. Now, the second effect emotional intelligence has on our lives is basically greater self-awareness. So, we notice that emotionally intelligent people are not only good at thinking about how other people might feel, but they are also um, really aware um, about on their own feelings. So... They are really adept at understanding their very own feelings, um, also while taking the time to understand others' feelings. So self-awareness basically allows these people to consider the many different factors that contribute to their emotions. So they understand their emotions, they understand what is contributing to their emotions, uh, they understand why they are they must be feeling like that right now what are the possibilities and even how um before getting into remediating or responding to these emotions they basically understand uh, the sources of these emotions and they acknowledge their presence and finally uh emotional intelligence develops empathy for others so A really large part of emotional intelligence is basically being able to think about and emphasize with other people and how they are feeling. And this often involves considering how you would respond if you were in the same situation. So um, empathy basically consists of understanding what the other person might be going through and putting yourself in their shoes, and thinking how would I react if I were in this person's uh, situation or in this person's place at the moment. So that's how basically emotional intelligent people who are able to put themselves in the shoes of others develop empathy for others in general. Uh, and in general, they basically have... um. ...strong emotional intelligence to do that, so they are able to consider the perspectives, experiences and emotions of other people... ...and also use this information to explain why people behave that way or um, what leads people to to behave or act the way that they do. So these are the characteristics of basically someone who is leading a life with very high emotional intelligence and how this emotional intelligence, or how the presence of emotional intelligence, uh, can affect their lives. Now, um, it is also important to know how to use emotional intelligence, and how to make the best out of it, and that's what we will cover in the next segment. Alright, so now you might be wondering, as someone who is emotionally intelligent, or someone who basically has emotional intelligence, in in very developed states, how am I able to use this emotional intelligence to be able to see uh, these positive effects onto my life? And that's what I will be answering. So I will uh, orient you through emotional intelligence and how it can be used in many different ways in your daily life. Uh, So here we will cover some really different ways to practice emotional intelligence. And which include, let's get right into them. First is being able to accept criticism and responsibility. So uh, once we take responsibility of something, we should be able to accept it and also accept the criticism that will come uh, its way. So we should be perceiving criticism in a really positive way, from a really positive point of view in order to be using our emotional intelligence in the right ways. Second is being able to move on after making a mistake and not dwelling over it over and over again. So once we make a mistake is to learn from it and move on instead of wasting our time that is basically going by and not waiting for us to recover, uh, that we could make uh, something better or fix our mistake or do something to compensate uh, basically how bad our mistake was. So instead of wasting that time, we could basically move on and be more, um, feel more normal and um, normalize making mistakes and also normalize moving on quickly after them. All right, so then we have being able To say no when you need to, and also to know when to say no. So once you know when to say no, and which most of people do, but the struggle is really where they have to say no. That's where they struggle. So everyone knows when they need to say no. It's not much of a big deal of the number of people who don't know when to say no. Uh, The struggle comes in saying no itself. So the act of saying no. So learning how to say no to things that disturb you or things that waste your time or even declining some offers that might seem actually pretty peaceful but they are they do not come right into your time schedule or they do not come right into your emotional life so learning to saying learning to say no and basically applying that act and saying no instead of just knowing that we should say no, is basically a very wise way into using emotional intelligence and learning from or perceiving the benefits we will get afterwards. Then we might have a little difficult task, but it is being able to share your feelings with others. And here some people struggle with that, I would not deny but it is important uh, that if we want to really gain emotional intelligence and use it in the right way it is important we connect with the emotions of others and that relies on all the aspects we could connect through emotional uh through the emotions of others with and this uh, one focus focuses on sharing emotions And also accepting back emotions is a really great way to use your emotional intelligence. But here we will focus on sharing emotions and normalize sharing emotions with people who you think can understand you. Uh, Next up, we will talk about being able to solve problems in ways that work for everyone. So uh, the ability of solving problems in a way that suits all the sides that are involved into this problem, is a very wise and very um, healthy way to use uh, your emotional intelligence in. So instead of only satisfying yourself or only satisfying that one person you care about, being able to work things out in a way that satisfies everyone instead is really um, a huge factor into using your emotional intelligence. Then... Having empathy for other people, as I said, empathy is basically the ability to connect with others' feelings, understand them, and put yourself in their shoes. Having great listening skills, that also basically uh, shows that you are a great user of your emotional intelligence in the right ways, of course. Being able to listen to others... Um, and basically provide them what they need, which is an ear to listen sometimes. So that is usually something uh, that is show, that shows how much emotional intelligence uh, someone tends to have. And finally, knowing why you do the things you do is also um, really something that shows off your emotional intelligence. So uh, let's say we would compare someone who understands things and the reasons behind things would be much or would seem off much more emotionally intelligent than someone who just does things for the sake of doing them rather than understanding what the real reason behind doing them is. And also not being judgmental of others I remember that right now. is also a great way to communicate your emotional intelligence into others. Or with others, I would say. Uh, So, seeming of understanding and more of constructive with others. Really shows empathy in some place. Which uh, would lead to show off your emotional intelligence. So, uh, be as much constructive as you can be and cease being judgmental which um is done many times or at many um situations without even feeling that we are being too judgmental and cease doing that and you will basically notice that you are using your emotional intelligence and you will start um collecting the benefits it has on your life as we discussed into the previous segments. Now, I would like to add that emotional intelligence is basically really essential for good intrapersonal communication. So, some experts believe that this ability is more important in determining life success than IQ alone. IQ is our other form of intelligence. I would definitely would do. I definitely would do uh, an episode covering IQ. It is really important, um, but here we are talking about emotional intelligence, and some researchers consider that it is more important than IQ alone. So, fortunately, there are things that you can do to basically uh, improve uh, your emotional intelligence, and we will get right into that in the next segment. All right, so um, being emotionally intelligent, as I said before, is really important. But what are the steps that we can take to improve our own emotional skills? I will guide you through that through some tips. First uh, tip for improving your emotional intelligence or EI uh, is to listen. So if we want to understand what other people are feeling, the first step is basically to pay attention, and take the time to listen to uh, what they are trying to tell us, both verbally and non-verbally. So, um, body language can carry a great deal of meaning, as well as facial expression, and as well as their spoken language, and what they are trying to tell us through all of these languages. But not only we should listen and uh, analyze these and know what they are feeling we should also um, consider the different factors that might be contributing to uh, this specific emotions or emotion that this person is feeling when we sense that someone is feeling it so it's really crucial not only to listen or cap the information uh, but to understand the background of it and where it might be coming from now, once this is done, a uh, second tip to uh, practice or to improve emotional intelligence is uh, to practice empathy or to empathize with others. So picking up on emotions is really critical, as I said, but we also need to be able to put ourselves into someone else's shoes. And uh, that I was also pointed out uh, or put, their se- put ourselves into their situations. And that, in order to truly understand their point of view, um, their angle, or why, where they are exactly coming from, so one way we could practice empathizing with other people is basically to imagine how we would feel if we were put in the same situation that we are, that they are put into. And that, of course, after knowing what this what situation they are they are being under. And that's through the listening exercise. So such activities can basically help us build an emotional understanding of uh, specific situations as well as develop stronger emotional skills. uh, Also on the long term. So it's not basically temporary. And once we get to do that every day and basically connect with others' emotions and understand them and we practice basically how we react to them and under uh, or basically empathize with them we develop emotional skills on the long term so they would last a lot and it would be uh, uh one of our habits to basically be emotional emotionally aware of others um, uh emotions so uh the sir the third basically uh tip is to reflect So the ability to reason with emotions is a really important part of emotional intelligence. Here we should consider how our own emotions influence our decisions and our behaviors. So when we are thinking about how other people respond, we should assess the role that their emotions are playing into how they are responding to us and we should basically ask ourselves uh ask ourselves questions so we can assess which is basically what assessing is about such as why is this person feeling this way are there any unseen factors or hidden factors that might be contributing to these feelings how uh to your emotions differ from theirs um as you as As we explore such questions uh we may find that it becomes easier to understand the role that emotions play in how people think and behave so these are these questions are the portal into developing and understanding others' emotions, which is uh in all means emotional intelligence. And now we that we have covered tips uh, that I would really like you to take into a consideration, which I will also do, um, because um, if you do not know, I am not here to be basically that really wise person that is advising everyone about different aspects of life, but I'm also taking advice out of each each single episode that I'm making. And I'm taking this advice into myself. And I consider that to be understanding and acknowledgement that we are all all flawed human beings. And I'm not that wise or that spiritual figure that is giving advice onto you. Um, I'm taking this own advice while doing my research and also would like to share it with you uh, on this platform. So now that we have discussed tips, and as I said, please take them into consideration if you are uh, considering developing a very strong or high emotional intelligence, we will move on to the final segment, which I usually use as a bottom line. But today, uh, to get out of this psychological mentality of the podcast, uh, like bottom lines and stuff like that, I have brought to you some quotes, quotes about um, emotional intelligence. And these quotes basically discuss defining the importance and the future of emotional intelligence. And here is where we will talk about Caruso, John Mayer, um, and Peter Salovey. And also what they said and how they contributed into the emotional intelligence world. So, first of all, defining emotional intelligence and what has been said on defining it. We have David Caruso, uh, who said that it is very important to understand that emotional intelligence is not the opposite of intelligence. It's not the triumph of heart over head. It is the unique intersection of both. And that was from emotional what... Definitions and History of EQ, or Emotional Quotient, in EQ Today, published in 2002. Uh, So here Caruso highlights the importance of emotional uh, intelligence and the goal behind it, that it is not here to take over our intelligence quotient, but it is to basically be uh, the moderate point or the intersection of both that leads to a more uh, consistent and happy life. Now, John Mayer and Casey Cobb said that the ability to process emotional information, particularly as it involves the perception, assimilation, understanding, and management of emotion. And that was from Educational Policy on Emotional Intelligence, Does It Make Sense, published in two thousands. Uh, So here, basically, they are highlighting uh, the different factors into processing emotional information, uh, such as perception, assimilation, understanding, and management, which are basically the scales we have discussed. Now, um, John D. Mayer and Peter Salovey have added on the importance of emotional intelligence and said, people high." in emotional intelligence are expected to progress more quickly through the abilities designated and uh to master more of them and that was from emotional development and emotional intelligence educational implications published in 1997. so here we are talking basically going back to the effects of emotional intelligence and what effects it has onto our lives um and they are highlighting the fact that people with high emotional intelligence tend to progress and make the most out of their resources more than people with uh, low levels of emotional intelligence. And that is clear as we discussed. And finally, uh, Peter Solovey, in this time alone, he added uh, to the f- on the future of emotional intelligence, quotations, I think in the coming decade we will see well conducted research demonstrating that emotional skills and competencies predict positive outcomes at home with one's family in school and at work the real challenge is to show that emotional intelligence matters over and above psychological constructs that have been measured for decades like personality and IQ and i believe that emotional intelligence holds this promise and that was also from emotional what definitions and history of eq published in eq today in 2002 so how beautiful is seeing uh, peter salovey believe in the future of emotional health and believe in the place emotional or emotional intelligence excuse me and believe in the place emotional intelligence will take in the future uh he is really convinced and of course he has the right to be after the point of view of or where he is coming from, he has the right to be convinced that um, emotional uh, intelligence matters sometimes more than uh, some constructs that we have been testing for years, such as our personality and IQ. So now personality and IQ, since we have discussed them in here, uh, will be also episodes of in this season i promise we will cover iq also the spiritual quotient or spiritual intelligence uh social intelligence and we will also cover personality um onto its types and cognitive psychology and all of this stuff so look out for that just since we this since peter salovey brought that up so These are all the important quotes we should note in the end of our discussions about emotional intelligence. And now, folks, our episode has come to an end. I would like to thank you for tuning in. And I really hope uh, my episodes are helping you out into understanding and even practicing um, not only emotional intelligence in this episode, but all of the topics we have covered So I hope they are giving you insight into understanding them and applying them into your own lives. Uh, As for now, I would like to thank you for tuning in again. Um, If you haven't, if you're new here, you are most welcome. Do not forget to check on our previous episodes. And also do not forget to follow us on Twitter. Check out our blog to leave kind messages. Contact us, subscribe to our newsletter and uh yeah, one more announcement that I have. We are now on Podit, which is a great platform for connecting um uh podcasters together. So if you would like to be a guest on here or if you have a certain story you would tell, I am inviting guests myself personally, but I would love if you also take the step to apply to be a guest on this show if you have a certain story to tell or a certain topic to discuss you can do do that through Podit. i will link uh uh, the platform in this description i will also link the tests and yeah that's everything for this episode i hope it has helped you you can listen to this podcast on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts and all of your favorite streaming platforms Uh, Do not forget to follow us on our socials, subscribe to this podcast so you'd receive all of uh, the new episodes downloaded into your library on your favorite platform. And as for now, I would like to tell you to stay safe, stay tuned for more, and goodbye.